how will I ever feel enough? That is something that I felt for a long time. And it's actually, I was telling Brandon, something that I didn't realize that I felt until I realized what I, I felt. felt. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I wanted to describe some of the feelings that I felt to help maybe you guys see. I think a lot of our listeners probably understand maybe they don't feel enough. That's kind of that yeah. community buzz that we all feel connected to. But what I want to point out in this episode is that it wasn't just me. It I, was also me. Yeah. And I had no idea. Hey guys, we have this really amazing thing coming up. Um, it it's it's life changing, and um, if you want information about it, go to shatteredtothriving.com and get on our email list. We are launching something that will be a game changer for your individual recovery and for your recovery as a couple. So again, go to shatteredtothriving.com. It's something we've worked on all summer long and you will see different sides in each of us uh, through this uh, through this little thing, we'll call it, which will bust your recovery wide open. Yep, we're excited about it. So stay tuned, guys. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. First off, let's read this review from... It looks like a great person. (laughs) I was discovered a little over a year ago. I'm happy to say that I'm currently at day 370 of sobriety, and I couldn't have done it without your shares, therapy, and my 12-step program and most of all, my loving wife. Your podcast has given her the knowledge and strength to realize that I had an illness and that behind all my flaws, I truly do love her. Ashlyn, thank you so much for your courage and honesty and for sharing how loving yourself first can help get my wife through anything. Thank you for helping me along with all the other families hurt by this illness because you had the courage to share your story and not stay anonymous. I hope once I reach step 12, I can do the same for people in my own community. Thanks again. That's awesome. I love it. And it kind of goes right along with where we're going with this of um, first things first, right? We got to love ourselves first. That's underneath it all. I didn't realize that I felt um, less than. I didn't realize that that I didn't feel enough. And this is what it felt like for me. I felt unworthy. I felt like a liar. I felt not good enough. I felt not successful. I felt like a fake. I felt undeserving. I felt hopeless. I felt stuck. I felt um, less than. That's that's when we talk about not not feeling enough. Once I realized that I that, that was then, actually then, where I was, and then you wonder why you have an attachment disorder, right? Like you feel all that stuff, and then you wonder why why it might be a struggle to to connect. And, and then we talk about vulnerability and intimacy and these things. And you're if you're feeling all of those things, how the hell am I going to like connect to anybody else? Exactly. Yeah. Some of the things that I felt. I'm going to pull out my feelings. Will feelingswill.com. Um, I felt humiliated 
um, betrayed, disrespected, um, violated, jealous, hostile, withdrawn, uh, disappointed, repelled, judgmental, embarrassed. Um, I felt empty, hurt. I felt depressed, abandoned and lonely. I felt vulnerable. Um, I felt really alone. Mm -hmm. And just... I would agree with that. I felt that too. Just... um, And and I would tell this to my therapist in the beginning. I'm really confident. I have Mm -hmm. so much success in my career as an interior designer. I have really great kids. We have the dream house. We have all the things to make a perfect life. Right. And yet I feel empty. Yeah. And I... I, I joke with Kobe when that song Never Enough came out, mm-hmm. um, I would sing it to him. <laughs> From The Greatest Showman. <laughs> like, come on, Kobe, will it ever be enough? Um, and it's, so it's kind of a joke. But really, like, I <laughs> felt like that. Right. Will I ever be enough for what you're needing? So let, let's back up a little bit and ask the question, why? why? Why did you guys feel not enough? Where does this come from? Were you just born with it, or wh- why did you feel like you weren't you were deficient? For me, um, because it was like really narrowed down. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I didn't feel that way in any other area of life. Interesting. So you felt that way as a woman, yeah. and as a wife. I was really confident in so, so many th- so other areas. So the betrayal areas. really drove home that not enough feeling yeah. for you. So for me, the uh, not enough really did come from Kobe's actions, the way that he showed up and disconnected. You're not blaming him, but you're saying that really triggered your stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah. Like it was the it was those indicators that was like, see? Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. See, Ashlyn? I told you. Yeah. Ya. yeah. <laughs> and my gaslighting and manipulation and, uh, you know, those things didn't help that at all. My blaming and, and so forth didn't help the, that situation. No. But I, I think we're, we're kind of born into this um, deficiency culture and w- where, where our focus is so much on I need to make enough money. I need to lose enough weight. I need to be a good enough father. I need to, uh, and this word enough, um, you you know, tell me you guys, tell me what, what number of money I need to make in order to be enough or what weight I need to be in order to be enough. Or, you you know, uh, we're in this kind of, um, it's this ambiguous whatever thing that we're supposed to earn or get to in order to then have worth. Um, you'll never be enough because enough doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? It, it's so great. I love everything that you're saying, Brandon, because I'm just like, yes, that makes so much sense to me because we did have a lot of things, right? And it's funny because I was just telling Kobe, I worked my butt off to love myself more. And ironically, my butt got bigger. <laughs> Legit. Funny. Like yeah. I didn't lose more weight. I mm-hmm. gained weight. And I love myself more. Yes. And so it's not what I always thought it would be. And right. I thought, oh, once we have that big dream house and we make all that money, I'll be happy and it will be enough. Right. Kobe and I now live in a smaller starter home. And it when you know, we're not living on those high corporate job incomes and we're happier. Right. Yes. And so it really is this place within. You, your your worth is not earned. And 
and you know, there's not this, I call it a contingency models model to God's love where it's like, once you do this, 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 and this, then God will say, Oh, son or daughter, like, I love you now. No, that's like, that's like conditional mm. love condition. Is that the way? I, I don't believe that's the way that God loves us. No, yeah, agreed. but, but yet we're born into this world and then we make all of these agreements and, and they're fed to us from media, from our parents, from everything that say, in order to be okay, you have to fit this mold. And, and what's interesting is what you're saying, Ashlyn, is you go, try, you go fit that mold and you realize, I still don't feel like I'm okay. Um, I still don't feel, because you're missing the good stuff, which is God's love. God's validation, and you've been missing that all along because you've been hustling to try to find it. Mm -hmm. And so you, you haven't stopped for a moment and just sat in it to see it and feel it because you're trying so hard to, to get there. To get there. <laughs> and, and you'll be on that hamster wheel forever and ever and ever. Um, Brené Brown talks about extraordinary, and she talks about how embracing the ordinary is really where you where you find your your self worth and her, the word she uses is scarcity is we 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 have this scarcity mentality where um, something's always not there uh, you know our lives should be extraordinary in order for in order for our lives to be enough and in reality um, we are our lives are enough in the ordinary and the ordinary is beautiful. And it's something to be grateful for. And God is loving us right there in the ordinary stuff. The ordinary stuff like failing and making mistakes and maybe not having a ton of money or whatever it is, like we, that, we still are loved by God in those moments. What are you yeah. thinking, Kobe? Lots. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's so interesting to me how you reference God so early in this. And feeling enough in his eyes, or um, I was raised in a Christian home, and we we never read scripture. <laughs> we but we prayed morning and night, like legit. And sometimes it was amidst a bunch of fighting, and sometimes it was just like <laughs> sleepy heads. But that's one thing we did do, and we went to church every Sunday. But there was never ever even a consideration in my head ever about being good enough in God's eyes or needing to feel squared away with God. And it was more about don't do the things that'll piss him off. And L when I did those things, listen to that. Like, listen to that, though. Don't do the things that will piss him off. You're in that mindset, that fixed mindset. Uh-huh of conditional love of God's love, yeah. right? Like is, yeah. is I better fall into line in order for God to love me in right. order to be enough. Right. And, and that was, that was honestly how it was with my mom. My dad worked a lot and you know, he wasn't, my mom ran the show and uh, guys, I'm going through all kinds of mom issues from early childhood right now. So this is a bit, <laughs> precarious for me but the but the truth is is that my mom ran the home like a drill sergeant and she did a really good job of that and uh yet um it was it was conditional like love and it was like if i complied 
everything was cool, but there wasn't ever a relationship with my mom that was intimate just with me, that was emotionally intimate with just me. Our interaction was purely logistical just right. to survive. Right. And so for me, being enough was a matter of, did I fall in line or did I not? So God was never, ever a part of that. And, and it, was, it was so, so hard to come to terms Be- with Being them. enough is about your do, not about your be. It's, right? It's about <laughs> Brandon, your actions. It's not about yeah. your soul, like who you actually are. For sure. And <laughs> because there were so many mouths to feed, it was like, don't make waves. There's too much to do. Don't be a problem. And it was really easy for me to just kind of fade into the, into the fray and just do my own thing, which I did. Right. But there was never any connection. There was never time spent. There was never any of those things. And so um, there is no wonder now why I struggled so deeply with feeling enough. So I want to talk about um, the consequences of, of feeling not enough and um, the, the way it plays out because it, it, you know, what can it look like? Yeah. We're, we're hustling for this worth, you know, and I've, I've heard it said that addiction is somebody's uh, attempt to find God. And so addiction is a way to, to try to feel okay. You feel powerful, you feel good, you feel okay in those moments when you're high or when you're acting out on dopamine, right? Um, sex addiction in particular is very tied to not enough because with sex you feel some level of power, um, you, feel, you feel connection, um, like desire, desired and desirability is there. So in those, in those moments during a sexual experience, you, you, you kind of forget about the not enough feeling and you feel okay for a split second. Right after you act out sexually, sex is so tied to shame that it then reinforces how disgusting and perverted and wrong you are, and so you feel like you're not enough. And that's where the cycle of addiction starts and starts to feed itself and go on and on. Um, So addiction is definitely um, a sign of this shame and this not enough feeling, this deficiency feeling. Um, the other thing that's quite common with it is um, codependency or consumption of a partner because you don't feel like you're enough. So where you go try to squeeze it all out of a partner and get them to validate you and tell you you're okay and, 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 and you know give you the love that you're so desperately seeking. That doesn't seem familiar, does it, Ashlyn? Oh, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Never happened, right? Um, and we do it in a bunch of different ways. Um, maybe maybe I'll do it by being the fixer. And I want my wife to see that I can fix everything. And so then she thinks I'm awesome because I'm always trying to fix things. And in the end, she's like, you never empathize with me or hear me because you're always trying to fix things. Um, maybe it's through sex. I, I want her to have sex with me all the time because I want to be desired. And, and she's like, oh, my gosh, buddy, like, ha- here's some boundaries for you. Like, back off. Um, or the way we have sex even. Well, I, I could use her when we have sex for my own validation and my own worth. Um, I could go on and on with the different ways in which we consume our partners to try to get that from them. And the reality is, is they cannot give it to you. They can't give you your self-worth. You won't get it from your partner. 
um, you get that elsewhere. And, and when you get that elsewhere, then you can show up in a relationship strong and healthy so that you can actually love each other. Okay, so how does it show up outside of addiction um, in our lives? Because I know that there's people listening, because I've had many in my groups, uh-huh. um, we've been them too, where we're running from that feeling, like you said, numbing it out with other activities. Yes, so that's one, yeah. right? So, so there's, there's three things that we do. Um, one is we overcompensate. So when we feel like we're not enough, then we really try to prove that we're enough. Um, we take on way too much in our lives. We lack balance. Okay, um, so let me give a quick example kay. of that from my side. What that looked like for me when I didn't feel that would be like, okay, so he's not loving me. Well, I can be like the best mom. Uh-huh. So look at me throw this Pinterest party yeah. and look at me do this. Uh, like I'm an amazing mom. Yes, look at me. That's exactly it. Okay. Cause, cause, and really what is fueling you being that type of a mom? It's shame, right? Yeah. It's not, I mean, yes, you love your girls and you're doing it for that for reason sure. too. But it's also like, I feel good enough here. Right. And this is great. Yeah. And when I started to flip that, I was like, oh, I'm yelling at my family and screaming <laughs> at them before I have a party because it needs to be perfect. Right. It's it, it's more important how the party looks yes. than how wh- what like, we feel, what you actually feel at the party. <laughs> right? That's when I stepped away from Pinterest and said, goodbye, because <laughs> yes. you're ruining my life. <laughs> um, what else can it look like? Um, so another thing is to fade away. So. Um, you'd rather sit on the sidelines than, than get burned. And so when you feel like you're not enough, um, although you want to go live your purpose and step into things in your life, you won't be vulnerable. Um, you won't take those risks. Um, you'd rather just not do it because you don't believe that you'll succeed. You don't believe that you'll be seen. So you play small. Um, that's a common, not enough behavior. Um, did you guys do that one at all? What do you think? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we did. So it's a very, it's a very common one. I think I so. played it the reverse. Yeah. So you, you went I'm into awesome. look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah. That was totally me too. Work. It was. We both overworked ourselves. Yeah. To yeah. really find success in work, and I, I definitely found success in my job, mm-hmm. because that's where I could find it. Yeah. Right, I was running uh, from you'll, where I couldn't. You'll gravitate to where you where you, you feel good. Yeah, and yeah, it's really interesting actually. Now I think about this because we both you grew up dancing, and you did so well, like you excelled at it. I grew up playing sports, and also excelled at it. And it was it was like sports early for me was. <laughs> now I think about this, it's like I don't know any other arena where I felt enough than playing baseball, playing soccer, playing football. I don't have, I, I was like a ridiculous student. I, I showed up and I was never tardy, which is super funny, but I never did any homework either, so. You weren't late? <laughs> no, I know, Wait. I was like, what? <laughs> Our whole life we're late now, so what happened if to that? If you threaten detention or like, you know, hacks with the big wooden paddle, then that might change things for us and our family, but okay. since that's not a threat, then I'm always late. But, but. <laughs> The point is, is like, that's where I felt validation. That's where I felt enough was in the arena of sports. And I think that whole, um, that whole concept and idea carried over into my career when I worked. It was like, what do I need to be able to do 
in order to make this successful. And, and I was successful, mm-hmm. wildly successful. Um, but that was, again, I was still working from a deficit. Yes. And it, it clearly. It's so crazy because I'm, I'm reflecting a little bit on business for me when I was really successful and just running, running right. and finding it where I could, right? That enough um, and validation. And now I work far less. Um, I make less. And I love it. Yeah. And there's the validation is ridiculous because it's different. Yes. Right. I'm affecting people's lives. The intention <laughs> behind what you do is so different. Yeah. So you're creating something different in your life. But it's funny because some of the people are like, go for more. Come on, do more. Like you could be so big. Do this. I'm like, but I'm I'm actually really great with where I'm at. Like I love my life right here. And love the balance the yes. balance of it. It's not a matter of like, I don't want to overachieve as much as like, I understand and well, love myself enough to be balanced in, in the roles well, I, I think I think when you start to realize that you're not wallowing in the shame and, and feeling yeah. not enough is when you start to see balance in your life. You start to experience a ton more gratitude because um, you're living in a place of acceptance, not in a place of constant rejection of your life. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm grateful for my, my time that I have. I'm grateful for my opportunity to connect to my kids or whatever it is, rather than constantly feeling like, what do I need to do in order to make it okay? Yeah. Right. So it's super, super interesting. I'll just make this last comment. Um, I used sports to validate who I was. And when Ashlyn and I got engaged, um, I played at a junior college football and uh, I, I got a phone call from a coach who was like, it was like a 1AA or Division II team. And uh, he said, hey, you want to come you know, up and play? Like, talk to you about that. And I was like, no, nah, I've got a new game. I'm getting married. So, you know, I'm not going to play anymore. And he's like, all right. I, you, I, I just, <laughs> so nuts. I transitioned my worth from sports and I plugged it into, okay, marriage. And I gave all ide- personal identity me to, to, yeah, to that's that, like that's a wait, problem what? that is a big problem and, and i had zero idea that i was doing this and i remember i bought you like four leather footballs i bought you this i bought yeah. all the stuff like football. go do that thing remember yes. and they're like brand new stuff. but i don't get any worth <laughs> from that like doing it by myself it's like no one's there to like keep score or like tally you know my right. percentage right. of conversion is it but but i can get kudos from you so just you know, tell me how great I am when I, you know, do the dishes or clean the toilets. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's like the connecting I, the dots is like painful to the hind parts. I got to tell you this story. So last night I got this phone call from a from a, a good friend of mine. He's a he's an old client turned friend, and um, and he and I know he'll be okay with me sharing this. Um, in fact, he'd want me to share this. Um, but he called me and he was just sobbing. He was crying, and um, I, I I listened to him. I, I answered. I was worried about him. I thought something bad was going on, and I answered. And he just said, "I'm in so much pain. I'm just in so much pain." And he said, "I see it now. I I can see everything you've been telling me for the last three years. I can see it and I can feel it." And he went on to describe in his marriage, how he was constantly trying to be enough, um, how he would, he'd, he'd 
get his wife to get really angry at him or he'd get really compliant with her and he was so codependent with her. Um, he went on to tell me about you know all of his businesses that he's created. He's a genius. He's a brilliant guy who feels like he's not enough. And he just said, I see it now. The way, the way out of this not enough feeling, and he was really emotional and he was really charged. He said, the way out of this not enough feeling, Brandon, is not to keep trying to get it, not to keep trying to prove myself, but it's to feel pain. And I was like, whoa, yeah, that's it. Another way to say that, though, is a way out of this is instead of, instead of hiding from your shame and running from it, have courage and vulnerability um, to, to, to face it. Have, have the courage to do what it takes to see your real, your real self. Um, not, not be this poser who's constantly trying to um, create this thing that will be loved. And um, he had a, a massive breakthrough in his recovery because he realized that's what I've been doing for years and years and years. And he's done it for good reason. He's had all kinds of trauma and shame in his childhood, um, uh, trauma and abuse in his childhood. Um, but he gets it. He, he can see it now. The way out is to actually let go. You let go of this poser, this false self, this faker who's trying to earn love. And you just get vulnerable with God and you let God love you and and that's the way out of this not enough so oh man that's yeah. really cool it's awesome and it really um it sounds familiar because i see others going through that transition too and it's empowering when yes. you realize i don't have to feel this way forever we're not meant to feel this way right and to know that there is a way out um and it comes from within, dang it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it only can come from within. Yeah, um, but it is cool. I love seeing the transitions with people um, and seeing like who maybe a friend once was and maybe it looks like a midlife crisis where they're trying to figure themselves out. Right. But it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's, it's like they're, that figuring out period is it's hard it's kind of it's gut-wrenching sometimes to go through and sit in that pain and take those body cues yeah. and say crap i gotta do something with yeah. this but it's such a beautiful life on the other side yes so it's little it's little things sorry kobe just it's little things like when you don't want to put yourself out there put yourself out yeah. there or when you want to go prove yourself and you want to have the Pinterest party to just like let that go and let someone think you're a crappy mom <laughs> and just go spend time with your daughters. Yeah, right? like I like the idea of letting it go or even just sit in it. Why am I Why wanting am I to do this? this? And if the intention is good, do it. Like right, if you right, right. really enjoy it, do it. Right. But if you were like me and you were doing it for the validation from others. Then own that. Own it and yeah. move on. Yes. So let's end with the emotions that have come from this road of being beyond enough. I like that. Okay. So for me, uh, I, it, again, this is not, this is not a state of arrival. I want to be really, really clear, but this is just as we've, as we've taken steps down the road of, of being beyond enough of, of being enough mm -hmm. Um, this is what I want to describe is I have felt sure, grounded. I have felt 
enough. I have felt competent. I have felt secure. I have felt committed and consistent and strong and lovable and loving and connected and curious and aware. And those are all things that I have felt by really pursuing this road of, of my own ownership. By letting of go the of the fact. shame. Yeah. And, and, and owning, working towards ownership of this is really who I am mm-hmm. from within. And uh, that's been a crazy, hard journey. But it is so worth every step. I'll say this too. It, um, I think when you find this acceptance of being enough, that it comes with this empowering um, message f- um, to let go of all or nothing, which, you know, for people with our story is so common. And let's yeah. be real, the human mm-hmm. race, we all struggle. Yeah. all or nothing. And so a lot of the feelings for me have come around that, like, I'm okay with failure. Yeah. I'm okay with looking stupid. Yeah. I know I belong wherever I show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm content. I'm excited. I'm confident. I'm empowered. Um, I feel different for very different reasons now because it's coming from me and not from Kobe or Brandon mm-hmm. or you listeners. Like, it's me. And you may not give me all the likes or the comments, but I'm here. And Mm -hmm. I continue to show up because it's for me. Um, You know, I felt this not enough for so long. And my therapist, Amy, said, hey, I want to make you a necklace with a word. What do you want the word to be? As a reminder for you to, you know, get out of that label, you're betrayed, and step into something different. And I wanted it to say enough. And she's like, come on, think of something better, like something more empowered. And I was like, that's it for me. I don't feel that. I want that so bad. And so I wore that necklace all the time and I would just rub it when I needed that like reminder, you're enough. You're Mm -hmm. okay. Right where you're at. And, um, I rarely wear it anymore. Um, because it's, I don't need that reminder, but the coolest part of that is I wore that for so long and Kobe was it our first or second Christmas after we started recovery. I don't remember, but he wanted to give me a a gift that really took thought and intention and love. Because Ashlyn hates receiving gifts. I actually do. I Uh hate gifts. It is not my love language (laughs) and it makes me very uncomfortable. Um, So when he would buy really expensive things for me, I was like, oh, did you get a good deal? Can we take this back? (laughs) Did you get a gift receipt? Because I'm returning this. (laughs) Well, F you too. (laughs) We're paying the power bill with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when he he gave me a gift that probably wasn't that expensive, but it totally changed things for me. It was a gift of, um, I should be wearing it right now. It's a bracelet. And he made one for himself with a different message. But mine said beyond enough. I wasn't enough. Like, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of us say, I said, I am enough for so long. And enough is just baseline, yeah. base level. And so he's like, you came from down here to base level. Yeah. He's like, Ashlyn, you're, you're beyond, Yes. beyond what I ever thought I could have, you know, all those things. And it just 
it woke me up of, holy crap. Yeah, I'm not searching for enough. I'm yes. way beyond that. And I'm continuing to figure out what that is for me and grow and step into that. So with that, we have some kind of exciting news. Yeah. Who's going <laughs> to give the news? Go ahead, Ashton. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'll say it. Um, we are, uh, uh, is rebranding ourselves the right? We're starting a platform called Beyond Enough. And we believe that everybody is beyond enough. And we believe that you can overcome this shame. And we're uh, in this platform. Um, the podcast will be part of it. But we're going to have all kinds of content and and things that will support people to really understand what Ashlyn just said, um, that, that you absolutely are more than just enough. Um, it's not that you're not enough. It's not that you're enough. You are beyond enough. And we believe that and we want to support you in that. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be, um, comprised of a lot of mainstream efforts, um, that, that transcend the realm of betrayal Yes. And it transcends the realm of addiction because this message of being beyond enough is for everybody, not just those of you who are listening because you've been affected by addiction or betrayal in some capacity, but every human being needs to hear the message that they are enough. And that's what this will be about. And uh, we're excited about it because it it really gets down to um, the best that humanity really can be. I also want to say that the, it, it's you know, beyond enough to actually learn that and live that, um, you can, you can learn that you feel like you're not enough, but you can actually practice and you can actually do certain things in your life to start to, um, redevelop the way that you view yourself. And we're going to, we're going to give those tools. We're going to give those skills. We're going to teach you those things so that you can love yourself. That's the journey. Yeah. And we love having you guys with us. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. Uh, if you have not yet, please oh, rate and review us. But review. you guys, we, I forgot to tell you, if you aren't with us over on social media, we're in a lot of different places yes. and we'd love to have you more than just here on the podcast. So, um, we're all on Instagram, so you can find, um, the podcast is called recovery coaches with an underscore in between, um, Brandon, Brandon underscore Patrick. Yep. yep. He's over there giving therapy messages. And then Kobe and I are over there. It's Ashlyn and Kobe. And we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We're also on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so come and join us. You can watch our podcasts on YouTube if you want to see our faces and see what the craziness looks A like. more comedy <laughs> there than what you hear <laughs> on the episode of the podcast. Um, and yeah, we're just, um, we're trying to show up in different ways for you guys so that you can be a part of this with us. Um, we love hearing from you guys, hearing your constructive criticism so we can make some changes and do our best to hey, serve Give you. us all the criticism you want because we know that we're beyond enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, yeah. like your criticism. <laughs> well said. That's true. <laughs> all right, all right guys. see you guys. Thanks for being here. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to our Patreon site.